Welcome to the Stone Industry Podcast. Whether you're an experienced agent, new to the industry, a property manager or principal, join us in conversations with fellow industry peers. Stone Industry Conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in again today. Uh, our special guest is Kevin Dealer, Principal of the Stone, Beecroft and Castle Hill Offices. Kev, good afternoon. Afternoon, Pete. How are you? I am very well this Friday afternoon. Tremendous. Look, thanks very much for joining us. This is just going out to anybody in the real estate industry, Kevin, and I think you're a great case study to sort of share a few things. So uh, to give people a bit of background and context to what we're talking about, um, you were well and truly a seven-figure agent doing, you know, two-plus year in, year out. As a very successful agent in a national brand, you decided for some reason uh, to become your own principal, and that was two and a half years ago you opened your first stone office. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. And what sort of prompted you to do that, going from a very successful standalone agent to, to wanting to own a business? Uh, look, I think it, it was a legitimate challenge. I think that I had... I had I probably felt that at the, at the previous company, which was fantastic, I was there for ten years, a lot of friends and and, and great training. Uh, I, I kind of got to the point where, with the stage of our lives, where we could take an educated risk and open up our own office, which is probably what my wife and I were wanting to do. Ultimately, um, we didn't take the decision lightly, and we did a lot of work around uh, the cash flow side of things, looking at. Um, scenarios, good, bad, and ugly, uh, around how we would go if, if we did step away. Um, we wanted ultimately to build an asset and build a team uh, was, was the driving force. And it, it was kind of the next stage on our real estate journey um, to open up an office and, and to, to back ourselves to, to create something um, for, for us as well as, as, as the team around us. Yeah, beautiful. And you've done that very, very successfully in two and a half years. It's a transition a lot of people don't make that easily from salesperson to principal. So I just wanted to ask you, Kev, you started uh, in Beecroft, which is your core focus area. That's your core mm-hmm. market. Uh, you opened a beautiful new stone office right on the corner there in the village. Um, and you've really put a focus on recruitment and, and that old saying, your vibe attracts your tribe you've got a great team around you now. So how have you gone about that in two yep. and a half years? How much focus have you put into selecting the right the right bums for the right seats? Yes, we, we, we focused on, on, on the right people. I think that the, I think like any sporting team, uh, you want people in your team that you, you work hard with, um, you bleed, sweat and, and work hard together, that ultimately, you have a coffee with, you can have a beer with, you can go out to dinner with, and you're going to enjoy their company. And I think that has been the culture that, that we haven't created that, but that just is the culture. Um, and if there's been an, out, an outlier or someone that hasn't, hasn't sort of come into that and, and embraced that type of culture, then, then again, we've we, 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 we tried to, to, to make that work. And so, look, we come in, we're here to help. I think in terms of, of agents specifically, it's really important to have a growth plan for those agents. I, I think a, a lot of people make the mistake by saying, oh, come and work for me, come work for me, with, with no real plan. And we made this mistake initially. We didn't have a plan. And was, until we missed out on a few key people, it was like, okay, this needs a process. This actually is a science around how we're going to recruit. Are we recruitment ready 
which is a really good question that, that I was asked, my wife was asked, and the answer was no. We, we, we weren't. We were too busy listing and selling and hunting and, and, and trying to, to pay the bills. Um, and that, 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 that's, I get that. That's admirable. But as far as recruitment ready, what's their first week look like? What does their first month look like? How are we checking in? How are we adding value? What training do they have uh, available to them? And once we, we were able to create that recruitment system, then we had confidence to go out and actually get some good people and some good talent. But it actually needed a procedure. It needed a system before we had any success in doing that. So we've got all those sort of systems in place here, you know, whether it's from, from the initial interview process to onboarding and, and getting them started in their first, you know, 90 days. What made you recruitment ready? Again, probably the, the, the absolute agony of losing not losing, I've not been able to, to, to have a really good agent that, that ultimately went to some, somewhere else, made the decision not to join us and went to another brand. It, it, it was almost like losing a listing where you think you lose a big listing and you think, okay, we need to reevaluate our system around what have we missed? How can we have done something better? What does our pre-list kit look like, et cetera, et cetera. So it was, it was, it was missing an opportunity of a great agent and saying, okay, our issue here is recruitment is internal, not external. So let's fix that. Great so then, really good point. Yeah. So the the leadership group in the in in, in the business got together and said, okay, let's map this out. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. Pete was also adding layers to our business where um, we had other people to talk to and resources around um, training and managers, etc., which we which we've been able to do. Yeah, I think very successfully you do have those great layers, right? So your people, while they come in and get mentored uh, by you, sometimes as a part of your team, sometimes as a standalone agent, you're always there to help them with listings. Uh, you don't compete with them, I understand that. But the other layers are you, you have uh, sales management, um, outsourced sales management, which is a part of your business still, of course. You do sales training weekly, you do sales meetings weekly. There's a lot of mm-hmm. touch points for your agents, both in your office and within the network. Is that right? Yes. So um, the gentleman who got on board was was a, a, a nurturer style of, of teacher, and, and that was the, that was really the kind of personality I wanted. I wanted people to feel that they had support and genuine care. So I mean, sometimes, particularly in sales, you can talk about a problem with a with a vendor or closing a deal or a buyer's not quite there or lose a few listings in a row. But also, you sometimes you just want to have a chat and, and just have a chat about life um, around balance around. Um, life goals and I think that um, we've got the right um, structure in order to do that Um, and we're going to keep adding layers around that at different personalities we're getting big enough now where we we are probably going to need a full-time essentially sales manager in the office Um, and I will be really careful as to who we look to to put into that role they've got to be a really good culture fit They've got to have the respect of, of, of everyone in the office, not just the agents, and they need to add value. Um, if we're adding value to the agents and they're growing and they're seeing potential to grow their business further, that's what we need to do in order to keep retain talent as well as attract talent. I agree with you. I think that's a, a really sensible strategy. You're getting all the pieces of the puzzle in place first, casting ahead of the curve, if you like. So you, you've recruited well into Beecroft. The, the next uh, opportunity was you acquired another business um, in Castle Hill, which is not too far from Beecroft, of course, and now you've recruited in there. A lot of people would ask the question, okay, one principal, and you are still selling and producing, but now you've got these two businesses um, and you've really got a tiger by the tail. H- how are you finding the management of both those businesses while you're still a lister and seller? 
Yeah, that is a legitimate challenge. I think that the the challenge you're referring to there is um, agent versus uh, principal. Whereas, yes, I'm still listening to selling. I still really enjoy that side. We're holding our market share against our competitors here in Beecroft. So I'm, I'm on the ground in that respect. But the challenge around time, the challenge around being available to the agents is a legitimate challenge. And that is one that is continuing to this day. So... It's something that I literally analyze and talk to every single week around that dilemma. Um, and at the moment, again, I'm still still, I still enjoy that, but the time will come perhaps when, when, when that's not the right option for the business in the sense that I might have to take two steps back in my selling to allow us to go 10 to 20 steps forward and grow that team even more. Um, as far as, as the challenge of the actual business Pete, I think that anyone who's thinking about opening up their own their own office or has you you absolutely need you need I think almost two personalities, which may indeed be two personalities. We need different skill sets, and you've got to be a really special person to have the same skill set. But you need the person who's going to be uh, delivering income into the office, and you need an, uh, the other personality who runs operations. Again, whether that be trust accounting, whether that be operations around um, systems and procedures of the office, whether it be the banking, legal, accountancy, and, and that's largely my wife who handles that side also with, with our operations manager, Chloe Jurd, um, similar, skill, similar um, skill sets that allows the agents to go out and do what they do best. I think the biggest challenge that, that selling principals have is they, they, they'll listen, sell, and then there'll be an issue in the office they have to deal with. There goes two days out of their, of their week. They've dealt with that. They've lost three listings on the way. And they're in this, yes, they're running their own business, but they are on a, a treadmill um, where they're probably working seven days a week and, and, and they've got zero life balance. And that is a legitimate challenge um, that we are dealing with at the moment and, and working out the best path forward. Look, I think it's a really good distinction. You, you're picking square pegs for square holes. The right skill set to do the admin management role, the, the right skill set and talent set to to do the sales role, and it's worked very successfully uh, in both businesses. Not only have you done that, as in selecting the roles and recruiting the team, but you're creating this wonderful culture on the way through, Kev. Um, tell us a little bit about what you've put in place uh, currently for your top performers. What's it called? How's it organised? What do you need to do yep. to get to the top? Look, uh, when I was purely in, in sales, I was heavily driven by incentives, rewards, and and also acknowledgement. Uh, I think it's I think that salespeople are driven by that, um, and and that, and they need it, they crave it, and that's a good thing. I, I really want to harness that. So what we have started to do is to set goals in place across the office, and whereby our top performance. And, and it's disclosed at the end of the financial year party. It's, it's a nice event, and we 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 do a big um, uh, reveal of, of where we're going to go. So um, obviously, with COVID, we're a little bit limited to where we can go in some ways. But the, the next year, to our absolute top performers, we're going to take them away to uh, Palm Cove between um, Cairns and, and Port Douglas, five star accommodation, with their partners as well, wives, uh, wives, husbands, girlfriends, whatever. Um, they're included. It's a family affair, and we'll put on a nice dinner, three or four nights away there, flights included, no expense spared, and and it's acknowledgement of the work that we do, and also one to go somewhere nice and warm in July, which is always pleasant. But it's the it's acknowledgement of our top performers, sharing of ideas, 
and let's go away together. Let's not even say turn the phones off. We never do that. But the but it's just an acknowledgement that you guys have done really well. We appreciate what you do, and and here's a gift from us that we can all share together. And the bigger that gets, the better. I would love to take the whole team away there. We've set gates in place that, that are stretch goals for our guys, given the, the current environment, and they are absolutely there. We check in weekly and monthly with them as to how they're tracking with that. And if they get there, guess what? The third week of July in 2021, they're on a plane. Uh, we'll go together, champagne's at the airport, and, and off we go. Let, 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 let's have a great time together and enjoy each other's company. Um, I'm a huge advocate for that, and I, I, that's something that we will absolutely continue. Um, for the years to come. Look, I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, not only does it foster a great culture of high performance, but uh, it does really reward high performers. But not just that, you also give out MVP, Most Valuable Player Awards. You do quarterly yep. awards. You give people, not randomly, but I mean, some, some very generous gifts to recognise their contribution to the team if they're not in sales and, and their performance can't be measured through GCI, for example, or in property management. And I've been uh, at, at most of your quarterly awards and dinners and things like that. Um and you give these things out to people and I see the look on their faces and I think that's a big part of the reason, Kev, why people don't leave your businesses. There's an old saying and it's very, very true that people don't leave brands, they leave managers and I think what you're doing is, is a great testament to that. Yeah, I, I think it, the, the MVP award is probably the most important award that we have which is and, and this year we gave two. One was to our senior uh, prop management um, uh, leader, which is Eliza, Property management, as you know, with the whole COVID experience, has been a really tough grind. Uh, these guys have worked really hard, and um, and, and Eliza has been the, the figurehead of that and drives that team beautifully, and has created a great subculture within our business as well. So we recognise that, and um, and we'll take her away with us, and we also uh, our operations manager, manager Chloe Jerd, um, as well. So that was it was a real privilege to include those um, really. Uh, outstanding women in our business to, to have them along. It's not just a sales-driven operation. This is a full-team event, and um, they are the, the bringers together of team culture and everything that we stand for. Oh, look, that's brilliant, Kev. I, I really agree with you. Now, just before we wrap up, I want to ask you a couple of things. Number one, if you yeah. had your time again the last two and a half years as a principal, is there anything you would have done differently? Yes. I, I think that uh, talking purely business, I would allocate more time to meet with more agents. And, and that is just coffee meetings. Let's get to know who's who in the zoo here. Who, you're doing well. I want to meet with you and have a coffee. What's working for you? Sharing ideas. Build that network of agents in that space. Of course, that leads down the recruitment path. But it's just building a good network of, of agents and principals locally um, that we are open for business. We're open for business to, to recruit fantastic agents. We're open for business to attract great businesses. Um, so meet... As in, as in acquisition, attract great businesses. Yeah. Maybe a principal wants Acqu to get out. They haven't got an Acqu exit strategy. Acquisitions, mergers, growth. And I think that, um, again, I think that that is something that we're going to have a huge focus on for the next uh, 12 to 18 months. But, but that's something that, again, if I started day one, uh, I probably would have built a nice portfolio or network of, of real estate agents and, and, and business owners um, that would be mutually beneficial down the track to, to, to all, yeah. 
Yeah, brilliant. Well, that answered the second question. What are you going to do the next 12 months? There's a massive focus on acquisitions, on, on identifying businesses uh, that may not have an exit strategy and on agents as well. Um, look, Kev, yep. thank you so much for your time this afternoon. We really appreciate sharing a lot of what you have done in two and a half years, where your focus will be, and we know the best is still ahead of you, mate. Uh, all the best. Thank you very much. Pleasure, Pete. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Industry Podcast. To learn more about us, be sure to visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player, so you don't miss out on any future conversations with industry peers. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to join us on our next episode with more information to inform and inspire you. Bye for now.